Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. This is the Product of Public Camp Network, and this is the show, Self-Expressions, and I am your host, Brother Robert Pop Pop Hudson. Good evening, and welcome, everyone, for joining us for tonight's episode, which is episode 1,254. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us tonight. Um, and if you are online and you want to call in, phone number to call in is 319-527-6091, or you can also call 323-870-4174. And anytime you want to speak to me, just press the number one. All righty, all righty. So my topic for tonight is what can I do? And it seems to be a topic that we're, we've had um, or been thinking of ever since we've been in this uh, this COVID-19. And before I get into that, I just wanted to um, just share with you something that I found amusing uh, today as I was just, you know, going about my, my daily routine. Uh, I heard, I heard, uh, you know, overheard uh, two women talking, and they were talking about, you know, uh, menopause, and they were talking about the, the complications and some of the things that they were having, and you know, I, I laughed to myself because I thought, you know, to myself, you know, when uh, my wife is going through menopause, um, to me it was, you know, it, it didn't seem to be complicated. It was, it was kind of fun for me. I mean, that for me, for me, it's as per se, well, I had fun. Well, I to put I, I put it this way: I didn't look at it as complications. I just looked at it as it was just you know challenges that you know we had to go through. You know, at you know she would be hot and I would be cold, or I would be cold and she would be hot. You know, she would walk in the room and would say, "Hey, is this is it hot in here to you?" Normally, I would say. No, it's not hot in here. And I said, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, it's, it's hot in here. Just turn on the air, you know. And, you know, it, it was things like that, you know, um, that when she was going through menopause, that it was it was kind of amusing. But, you know, I just, I had fun with it because I said, hey, this is just, you know something she's going through, and she's going. It's going to take an adjustment period, and then finally it'll be over. You know, and I, I noticed when we go through things, if we don't look at things the way as they happen, you know, we're going to be become even more miserable if we don't accept that we're going to have to get over this some kind of way. And until we get over it, you know, we'll work through it, and we'll, you know, we'll do different things, and that's what. We did during that that time, and so as you know, we were going through this COVID nineteen. I was, you know, I was looking. Actually, I was looking in the Bible. I was looking for um, something along the, the the way that was related, but I also found something that wasn't related, which is um, going to be part of our topic tonight, which is going to be covered. Um, we're going to cover Second Chronicles chapter twenty. And we're also going to go over Hebrews chapter 12, 1 and 2. And just to, you know, to get, you know, uh, everything set up. So what happened was, 
in Second Chronicles chapter twenty, you know, as you know, they had some you know a challenging time. And actually it was uh King Jehoshaphat that time and, and what happened was, you know, as normally what happens as we read into um you know, things that transpired. It happened real quickly, whereas though I'm afraid, but at the right time, you know, he said, hey, you know, in a moment of being afraid, then he turned around and said, you know what, this is above me. I'm, You know, I'm going to pray and fast. Actually, actually called the whole nation. So um, we're going to Second Chronicles chapter 20, and uh, I'm going to read it. And then we're going to um, let me go back. So I'm at Second Chronicles. It happened after that the people of Moab, with the people of Ammon and others besides the, the Amorites, came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria, and they are in Hazanon, Tamar. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim a fast throughout all Judea. So Judea gathered together to ask help from the Lord and from all the cities of Judea. They came to seek the Lord. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judea and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand is there not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever? And they dwelled in it and have built you a sanctuary in your name, saying, if disaster comes upon us, sworn judgment, pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this temple and in your presence, for your name is in this temple, and cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save. And now here are the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whom you would not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt. But they turned from them and did not destroy them. There they are, rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your possession, which you have given us to inherit. O oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do. But our eyes are upon you. Now all Judea, their little ones, their wives, and their children stood before the Lord. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jezreel, the son of Zechariah, the son of 
Bolina and the son of Jael, the son of the son of uh, Mamaroth, a Levite of the sons of Asper. In the midst of this assembly, and he said, "Listen, all of you of Judea, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you King Jehoshaphat." Thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow go down against tomorrow go down against them. They will surely come up by the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them all at the end of the brook before the wilderness of uh, Jezreel. You will not need to fight them in this battle. Position yourself, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. In Judea and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed tomorrow. Go against them, for the Lord is with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judea and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord's worshiping the Lord, then the Levites of the children of the Kohites and the children of the uh, Kohites stood up against and praised the Lord God of Israel with the voice loud and high. So they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of the Tekoth. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judea, and your inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord, and thou who shall praise the beauty of holiness, as they went out before the army and and were saying, Praise the Lord. For his mercy endures forever. Now, when they had begun to sing and, and and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Set, who had come against Judea, and they were defeated. For the people of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Set to their to to utterly kill and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. So when Judea came to a place overlooking the wilderness, they looked toward the multitude, and they were their dead bodies falling to the earth. No one had escaped. When Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away their spoil, they found among them an abundance of valuables on the dead bodies of precious and precious jewelries, which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry away. And they were they were they went three days gathering the spoil because there was so much. And on the fourth day they assembled in the valley of they had they had uh blessed the Lord. There before uh, there before the name of the, the place was called the Valley of 
Bekarah until this day. Then they returned every man of Judea and Jerusalem with Jehoshaphat and from Abdam to go back to Jerusalem with joy, for the Lord had made them rejoice over their enemies. So they came to Jerusalem with the stringiest instruments and harps and trumpets to the house of you know, to the house of the Lord. Fear of God was on all the kingdoms of those countries when they heard that the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel. Then the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet for his God gave him rest all around. Amen. And uh just like the Thank God for that reading of Second um, Chronicles uh, chapter 20. And as I said before, you know, as we, as we started, you know, um, one of the first things that, you know, what happened, and it was in uh, chapter 2, where, you know, someone, you know, came to Jehoshaphat and let him know that there was a, a great multitude of armies coming. And when they said a great multitude of armies, you know, and they and they let them know. And, you know, most of the time when there's not a lot of good news to come about uh, or just plain bad news in general, you know, someone's going to bring it to you and they're going to, they're going to put it to you and it's going to be in a way where it's, you know, it is in, it's going to be the most unpleasant way to hear it. And the first thing, you know, that you know Jehoshaphat, you know, said was you know he he feared, and then the next thing he did was, which I thought was um, pretty good, uh, you know, for him as far as recovering, was that he said, you know, I will I will seek out the Lord, I will pray and fast, you know, and I think that was a great. Um, well, good thing to do as far, especially recovering from hearing the news that you know there's a great multitude that's going to be coming down, you know, upon Judea, and Judea um, is, is basically what you know what Israel is now, and Judea, um, for some reason, it seems time and time again, you know, someone's always trying to conquer that land because it was. Land set aside that God had promised the children of Israel, and you know at that point, you know the you know the the, Mo, the Moabites, uh, the Amorites, and uh, there's you know a couple other tribes, you know thought you know who were slighted, and so they figured you know from time and, and, and again, once um, someone comes into you know a, a kingdom. Um, Judea and, and you know, um, and Jehoshaphat becoming king was pretty recent. So it's like every time there was another king in Israel, um, they would decide to, at some point, attack. And so this time it wasn't just one army, it was three armies. And so, and, and one of the best things, you know, hearing how Jehoshaphat reacted was that, you know, he he did fear. You know, he set himself to seek the Lord. And, you know, he, he, proclaimed, he, he proclaimed fast, not just for himself, but all across the land. 
So he asked all of Judea to stand with him to pray and fast. And when he stood in the in the assembly, and I guess you know he's talking to them and everybody, and I guess he's letting them know. He's like, hey, I guess you all heard that there's a great army coming our way. And um, once, you know, that was established, and he let everybody know, hey, listen, I've, I've heard, and that's why I've asked you all to, you know, fast and pray. And, you know, he goes and he lets them know that, you know, hey, listen, we know that that this land was promised to us, and, hey, you know what, I'm – been, you know, anointed your king recently, and, you know, we have to, unfortunately, we have to go through this situation again where, you know, someone's going to try to conquer us or someone just out just to, you know, take over the land. And and he just let him know when they, he was actually letting him know, and he's also actually, actually talking to God when he says, you know, hey, remember us, you know, we're the descendants of Abraham, you know, your your forever friend. They, you know, he established that, you know, and they had um, learned, you know, they all learned together that this massive army was coming their way. You know, uh, one of the one of the descendants of you know through through Abraham, he spoke, and um, that was um, one of the one of the um, and that was uh, uh, his name, uh, Jezreel. And just for God to, you know, um, speak through him, God let him, wanted him to know, like, look, okay, don't forget, this is, in, he can describe his lineages. His, his lineage was the son of uh, Zechariah, you know, or the son of uh, Benal, and the son of Jael, and the son of... Uh, Matnov, uh, you know, and he was a, a levy of, of the son of Asper. In the midst of the assembly, and he said, you know, basically he said, you know, listen to all of you in all of Judea, the inhabitants, and you, King Jehoshaphat. So basically he was addressing everybody, even the king. And he said something that we have to incorporate things in our life too. Uh, as far as, you know, he says, the Lord, thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor be, be dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. And that is, you know, awesome. You know, you have somebody just speak, and on top of that, they say, hey, you know, I don't know why we're worrying about this anyway, because this is God's battle. You know, I just, uh, just, man, that is just so awesome to hear that, you know, the battle is not yours. This is God's battle. You know, stay, stay out the way. You know, hey, he doesn't need any help. He, you know, he, he definitely doesn't need you. All you have to do is just stay out the way. This is God's battle. And, you know, a lot of times we, as, you know, we as, you know, people, we feel as though we have a have to have a, 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 a duty or something, something to do, you know. But when God, you know, lets you know this is his battle, this is his battle. 
this is, you know, you need to stay out of it. Sometimes we just can't keep our, you know, our, our greedy little hands off of things, and we just have to put our greasy paws on things. But, you know, when it's, when God is saying this is his battle, you know that it is his battle. You know, um, there are times where we feel as though, hey, I just need to give that person a piece of my mind, or I just need to say something, or I, I'm, I just have to cuss this person out, or you know, just I, I really need to give this piece, this person a piece of my mind. But when it's in God's hand, and this is God's battle. You no, know, you're going to mess everything up. You know, sometimes when God is working, He doesn't need us to do anything. He just needs us to either get out of the way. Or be quiet. You know when he is he is working in our situation, and you know you ever you ever wonder, like uh you know doing like the middle of a, a football game or something, and you see a team that just can't seem to get anything right, they can't get get anything started, they can't get a first down, they can't get a you know let alone a, a touchdown. But then all of a sudden, everything just turns around, and they just all of a sudden, they come back. They come back, and they, and they win. And the first thing they say is asking the people, what happened? I don't know. Uh, they just all of a sudden, something happened. Well, that's what happens, you know, that's what happens with us. You know, sometimes, you know, we go out, and we just bring that unwanted attention to ourselves when God is trying to work. You know, we're out there, you know, uh, let's just say, you know, um, you know, our lights get shut off or, you know, or something happens and we, instead of just saying, hey, you know, is there any, you know, asking, hey, is there any kind of way that I can work around? You may bring attention to yourself or you may say, hey, you know what, I'm going to give this piece, this person a piece of my mind about this bill and how I can't pay it and, and what I think and, and, you know, or maybe I should cuss them out. Well, maybe you're bringing attention to yourselves where as though, you know, with God working in the background, that he can probably say, you know, bring attention to the lady. Hey, there's a grant that we have for you or there's something like that. When we talk to people, you know, reckless or you think that if you by forcefully saying something or forcefully putting your opinion in front front of your agenda, that's where – Instead of that person saying, hey, you know what, wait a minute, let me just think about this. Maybe there is a way I can go about, you know, I can see if I can get you a grant or get your name placed on the grant. But instead, you're just frustrating that person now. And what they're going to do is they're going to say, hey, you know what, I don't care if that person has lights or not. They didn't pay the bill, so let it be. Let it be that way. You know, and there's other situations that we find ourselves in, you know, where we just have to, put our input in it instead of letting God do his work. You know, I know in this, you know, in this uh, COVID-19, you know, where should be more like Jehoshaphat. We can fear for a minute, but we should pray and fast. We're, you know, we're, instead of just saying, hey, you know, this is this big old unseen enemy that's in front of me. Instead of, you know, just saying, hey, 
you know what, I think it should be over. Let me go out without a mask. Let me just walk around like everything's everything. Well, it's not. You know, and, you know, I know it's kind of hard to say that someone, you know, sit still or be in the house and, you know, do this and do that. You know, it's actually not that hard. If you know, if you think about it, you know, if you really want to survive something, you know, and I, and I think a lot of people are, are just, you know, discounting how how deadly that this um, virus is. And you know, and sometimes when you know God is doing His work, He's getting, you know, He's He's putting in, you know, the the work it takes. Sometimes we we actually we could trigger a reset button. We have to start all over again. You know, when when God is fighting your battle, and I'm going to pretty much make it real simple. You know, your battle that God is fighting is is the battle that He chose for you to stay out of the way. Now, God is going to be uh, you know He's going to be a gentleman, and sometimes there's going to be times where He's ready to fight your battle, but you're so hyped up and you're, you're, you're reared up and ready to go that you know what he's going to do? He's going to stand back and let you go ahead and do it. He said, you know what? Like, I'll give this analogy. It's just like the drowning man. He's out there flailing, you know, struggling, fighting, and, you know, there's somebody right there ready to, ready to rescue that, that guy, but they can't pull you back in with you struggling and fighting because you might knock him out. He'll wait for you to stop struggling. He'll wait for you to, you know, to slow down, and then he'll go and get you and then pull you to safety. What's the same thing God's trying to do? You know, when you're out there and instead of looking at the positive things in life or, you know, like let's say you get fired. When you get fired from a job and it happens to everybody or you get laid off, you go around and you start talking. Oh, man, that job wasn't nothing anyway. Oh, you know what? Man, forget that people. You know, forget those people. You know, this job was never no good anyway. Well, you know what? While you're out there bad-mouthing the company you just work for, you know, and someone hears your negative influence, your, your negative speech, you think they have time to sell this and say, hey, I think that's a great individual. I think they... They let go, you know, the wrong guy. Let me let me give him a try. You know, and and it goes it goes beyond that. You know, just like when you you're you're out there and you say, hey, maybe I need to take a look and reevaluate things. Maybe I was too busy working this job and I didn't have time to actually sit out and say, hey, you know what? Maybe this is better for me. Maybe this is another door open. Maybe this is a new opening, new opportunity. Maybe it might be time for you to actually go out and, and start your own business. You know, you don't know that, especially if you're not in tune with God, you know, in your life. And what I like about Jehoshaphat is that, you know, not only did he see the benefit in himself sitting down and praying and fasting, he actually ask the whole nation to do the same thing. And when, you know, he spoke to God, he challenged God. When he challenged God 
and say, hey, you know, we are the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever. And when he said that, you know, God spoke through the voice of the young man, and he, you know, he, and also, you know, when he spoke and let him know, you, you did, I got you, okay, you're, you're being faithful, you're praying, you're fasting. When you pray and fast, that gets God's attention like that, okay? Praying and fasting, that gets his attention. And especially if you've been, uh, you know, if, if you have been in his graces, you know, and you've been praying and you always had those prayers in line, just praying for other people, you know, looking out for other people, praying over other people, and then he sees you and he hears, he hears you. And he and he hears and he, he knows that you're when you put that, that prayer and fast together and he knows that you're dedicated. And so he's gonna put his attention to you. So what he did was he let him he let Jehoshaphat know and all of Judea that he was he had their back. He says, Oh, you know what? I yeah, I do remember you. I do remember you and I'm gonna let you know, listen. This is my battle, okay? This is my battle. Listen, just do this one thing. And when he told him what to do, they did it. As we we go, you know, on into the chapter, everyone is wondering, how are we going to defeat these? We know it's going to happen, but how is it, how is it, how is it possible? Well, you know, and I'll go back to, you know, every day, everything in, in, in life. As long as we go about our business and stay out of his way and let him do his work and let him fight our battles, he can go ahead and do it. You go on to, you know, you, you don't have lights. You go on to, to work and, you you know, as you try to figure things out and all of a sudden you come back home and they're back on, you know, um, you lose your job. And you're, you know, you're walking, and or you're doing something, or you're seeking out another job, and next thing you know, a phone call comes out of the blue. Hey, we're looking to recruit people for this job or whatever. Are you available? Oh, yes, I am. And they said, hey, you know, while you were at your other job, we were calling you for months, trying to see if we can get you. And finally, we got a hold of you at home in the daytime, where you're normally working. That's how God works, and that's how you know He ha- He He has to stay out of His way. You know, so, and, you know, we're going, we're going to go on. Um, so when, you know, they, as we go to, you know, down to uh, around verse 20, and um, I think one up in the morning they went into the wilderness, and, you know, basically, you know, Jehoshaphat said, hey, you know, uh, let's uh, go ahead out and, you know, uh, let's just believe what, you know, we have to do it, which is we just gonna have to. We have to be here, but God said He's got our back. So I guess what we should do is we should sing, praise the Lord. You know, and when they began to sing and praise, basically, the Lord set ambushes up for them. Now, how this happened, I'm not sure, but there was it had to have been something, you know, that um, would upset each of the armies where they begin to instead of coming together and attack Judea, which they came, and they traveled many miles for, they started to attack each other. And when they attacked each other, you know, basically it was crisscross. It was basically 
my enemies, I don't even have to fight because they're killing each other. And they killed each other down to the last man. And sometimes, you know, when we go through, we go through things and God takes care of things, sometimes we don't even know it. And, you know, some, some things can happen overnight and we just don't even know. We're sleeping right through it. That's you let God do his work. You know, and just to, you know, finish up, you know, real quickly on, on this chapter. Um, so when Jehoshaphat and his people came, you know, uh, they basically found out that, you know, not only were they, you know, they all were slain, but they all had a great amount of jewelry and um, items on them. That was, you know, pretty much was, uh, wow, this is like a, it was like a gift. And Jehoshaphat, you know, basically thanked the Lord and was like, wow. And not only did God take care of the armies, he also enriched Israel, which at the time was, was you know, was kind of funny, was they were kind of running out of resources. And here it is, these, these three armies amassed with jewelry and riches. And so not only did, you know, God fulfilled his bargain, he also fulfilled something they didn't even ask for. He made sure that they had resources now where they had a lack of resources earlier. So not only did these enemies, but he delivered them, he had them deliver their riches to their enemy, which is kind of funny is because, you know, you would, you know, um, wonder, like, wow, that that was you know, that wasn't kind of, that wasn't smart. But, you know, we're talking about, you know, God's movement. And so we we, we go on to, you know, basically, and, you know, basically how Jehoshaphat actually prospered and got by. And Jehoshaphat was, was a king over his day, and he was, you know, 35 years old when he became king. And he reigned for 25 years in Jerusalem. And, you know, his his father, Azza, was also a righteous man. And so it was fitting that, you know, um, when the kingdom came, you know, to him, you know, he done the same thing. He, he learned from his father. And his father, you know, uh, basically, which was, you know, like I said, he was a, he's a rightful king. You know, he did was what any you know father would do was that he had Jehoshaphat sit by his side until he learned, and so that's how Jehoshaphat became, you know, upright and righteous. And just to you know, just to go back to over to you know a couple of things, you know, when we ask for ask for God something, we have to also make sure that we receive the word that He gave to you. You know, we we have to receive it because sometimes it, we, you know, when we when he answers us back, we don't want to hear what he has to say. A lot of times, a lot of times he may say, you know, hey, if you if I give you this, you have to give up this. You know, if you know, if you know, for for a lot of people, you know, we all like to give our testimony about, you know, things that you know we have no problem with or we have no qualms with. 
But, you know, say if God was to, you know, say to you, I will stop these mighty armies from coming, you know, to you. But what you have to do is you have to stop smoking or you have to stop drinking or you have to stop smoking weed or you have to stop taking pills, you know, whatever. And sometimes it was like, well, dad, God, uh, is there another way around this? But, you know, you know, we, we have that, that way about us where we have that, we think that we're in a, in a bargaining negotiation that we truly are not. You know, sometimes God is just sitting there and he's like, you know, hey, go ahead, have it your way or, or try it your way. And God will sit there and wait and wait and wait and wait. And so you come around and you say, okay, and then all of a sudden you got that, you know how you want, you have to make that last minute desperate call for somebody to help you? Uh, hello, God, yeah, God, yeah, you know what, you know that, that deal you said? Yeah, give up cigarettes, I'll, I'll do it, give up the drinking, yeah, I'll do it. You know, all of a sudden we're desperate and we're, now we're, now, now he's got our attention. Now he's got our attention. And that's what he was trying to do all along. Let us know that, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, I'm patient. I've, you know, I've, I've got time is what I got. But what you don't have is you don't have time. You don't have time. But, you know, as, as usual, you know, the, the people that we are, we think that we are greater than what we are. We think that we are more and, and, and that we, we can do more or we, or we have more. What we have, and what we have is less. You know, we think that, you know, it's like we're, we're negotiating hostages, but we're, what we're negotiating is we're negotiating our soul. We're negotiating our soul. We're, we're negotiating well, what we should be doing is we should be compromising and looking and saying, hey, you know what, just whatever I'm doing and whatever he wants me to give up, it's not worth my life. Or I shouldn't be doing it anyway. You know, if we look at things that way, you know, maybe we would have a, you know, have, have a better outcome, a better, uh, a, be- a better chance living our life. You know, but you know, like I said, that's just a you know perspective of you know how you know we interpret things and how we do things and and how we think that we you know like we, like I said, we do have a bargaining chip. That bargaining chip is it doesn't exist. It's something imaginary that we we made up in our minds that we have a bargaining chip when we don't. And you know, um, just to you know go back over with. Um, Second Chronicles uh, verses twenty. I just want to uh, cover, you know, everything that you know we, we learned. And you know, one of the things that we learned was, you know, it's okay to fear, but also, you know, get rid of that fear real fast, and you know, seek out the Lord. You know, there's there's a lot of things that we could be fearing right now. You know, there's so many things that that we could be afraid of. We could be afraid of you know, losing our jobs, you know, losing our income, losing losing a lot of things. We can lose a lot of things. There's a lot of things to be fearful of, but we don't have to be constantly in fear. You know, one of the first things that um that it said was that he feared it right away. You know, he said he seeked out the Lord and called and called for a prayer a national prayer and fast. You know, wouldn't that be so great if our president done that right now? I don't want to 
hopping that political matters right now, but I'm just saying, you know, if our president said, hey, you know, COVID-19 is upon us, let's pray and fast, you know, that would be such an awesome, awesome thing. And, you know, I'll be, be glad to do it because, you know, even though not it's not that I, I like, I don't like him, well, I put it this way, I don't like him, but, you know, it's not that I hate him. But if you would say something like that, I would say, hey, you know what, I finally agree with you on something. Let's pray and fast, you know. Um, and, you know, one of the, the other things is, is that when God, you know, he has our battles. You know, when he says he has our battles, get the heck out the way, you know. You don't have to have the final word or say or cuss somebody out or just, you know, give them a piece of your mind. No, guess what? Not needed. God's got this. When he has it, he has it, okay? That is the same, it's just plain and simple. And, you know, the last point is, is that, you know, when you are at your appointed time and appointed duty, even though God made sure that they were taken care of, they didn't have to lift up a sword, he wanted them there at the scene of the battle for a certain reason. Why? Because they needed resources. And once these dead people, once these armies became dead people, the resources they had with them was enough to, to you know, carry and, and hold over Israel until, you know, they did a, a you know, um, so they caught up to their, you know, to their, their harvest, caught up to, you know, basically their economic situation sort of stabilized. So Israel was, was saved in two ways. They were saved from the army, and they were they became an enriched nation. You know, and you can and you say, wow, that's, you know, awesome. And, but that's what God does. And let me um, also tell you what he does that's also awesome. God also... Um, he gives us a chance to come into his, become a part of his life. And we're going to go into the call of salvation right now. And believe me, when you, are, when you, when you fear, that has nothing, that has no part of God or the Bible. And that, I, can, I can back that up in Second uh, Timothy chapter 1, 7. And it just lets you know the fear has no place here. You know, and fear has no place in your heart. You know, even amid the COVID-19, you know, amid all of these things that are happening. And it seems like we have to micromanage one small thing after another. But there's one thing that you can totally capably have uh, total control over, and that's your salvation. You know, we've lived our lives, you know, for some most of it in sin. But we can change that around. You know, it's never too late when you want to when you want to send your life over to Christ. And how you do that is you can just be honest with him. Just let him know, Father God, I'm a sinner. I wish to change that status. You know, as they say, you know, what's your status? I want to change that status from sinner to saved. You know, how do you do that? Well, you just um, you just ask him and, and just be honest. You told him, God, I surrender. I, I accept the sacrifice that you sent your only begotten son to die on the cross for me and my sins, for all of our sins. 
I wish to become a new creature. I wish to change my ways in life. I just, I wish to be claimed by you. I'm yours for changing my life forever. And once you say that or something similar to that, you just let anyone know. You can call your mom. You can call your friend. You know, or, or you can just text somebody. Just let them know you turn life over to Christ. And just, you know, you're a new creature, you know, you want to, you know, just celebrate. Just, you know, let everyone know that you're that that you're you're you reinvent yourself. And what you know, once you do that, I suggest you find a Bible believing, teaching, preaching sanctuary that I don't you word of Christ. I know that sanctuaries are closed, but we do have the Zooms, we have the the Facebook Live. You know, we can still participate in church. You know, our own house can become a church where we um, are, you know, we're we together. I mean, we're not together, but we, we can make our house a, a church. And uh, with that being said, let me um, go ahead over to the announcements, and then we're just going to go ahead and wrap things up here for tonight's show. Uh, if you... Um, or contact us here at Purpose Kingdom Network. You can contact us here at Purpose Kingdom Net at gmail.com. At Purpose, yeah, at Purpose Kingdom Net at gmail.com. We're going to send your comments, questions, concerns. You can simply say hello or send a prayer request. Uh, we uh, gladly honor that. Uh, okay. Um, anytime you want to hear any of our past or previous shows, you can go to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. You can simply type in the show name or the host name, and you can uh, listen to that show in its entirety and at your convenience. Also, we invite you to like us on our Facebook page at Purpose Kingdom, where you can see some of our upcoming shows and advertisements. Um, as always, uh, we, we, we're glad to hear from you and uh, get your input. Uh, okay, with well, God's doing God's blessing, I hope you join us tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour for a little talk with Jesus, hosted by Evangelist Trina Lindsay Hairston. And once again, that is a little talk with Jesus tomorrow at 8 p.m. Uh, don't forget, uh, it's going to be a time difference. Uh, her show is going to start at 8 p.m. It's a little talk with Jesus, hosted by Evangelist Trina Lindsay Hairston. To uh, make it tomorrow, and and hope you enjoy the show. Uh, now getting back to uh, wrapping things up. Um, yeah, yeah, I know we just we're talking about um letting God fight your battles and just stay out of the way. Uh, you know, just remember when when you know you I just really wanted to add this in here too. Uh if you really want to know, you know, how God wants you to get out of his way, he, he's gonna let you know like you're in the way. He he will he will definitely let you know. So it's not a it's, you know, so it won't be a case of hey, uh you uh, not knowing that God's working and then you're getting in his way. No, God is definitely going to let you know that he needs to to do his business and you need to get out of the way. And like I said, and sometimes, and we, all, we may look and say, wow, this happened and God didn't do nothing about it. Well, maybe it's because you just were too slow to get out of his way. And that's just, you know, a thought that I just wanted to let you believe in your head there. And I did want to cover uh, Hebrews chapter 12, 1 and, 1 and 2, 
Um, because it was something I read there. Uh, okay, here it is. Um, so, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensures us and let us run with endurance the race that we set before us. Now, the reason why I wanted to um, to read this is because it was, it's a message, you know, that is here that I think is important for uh, someone tonight. And the message is, is that when everything that we, we, we declare things to be sins, but they're not. And here are the passages where it says wait. Um, wait could be anything. It could be something that's good but not good for you. Now, just to elaborate, it could be, you know, um, soda, you know, and say you can, like I can drink a soda, but you can't drink soda because soda is, you know, soda has acid and you get acid reflux from bad. So that's a weight. It's not a sin, even though it's something that's not good for you. But it's but it's something basically that is good, but you can't have it, or you have problems having it. And it could be somebody, you know, you know, it could be a, a, a multitude of things. Somebody might be lactose intolerant. It doesn't mean all milk is bad. It just means milk is not good for you. So when you know we say. Um, wow, man, I, I just you know, or or that is sinful. We, we sometimes we mix in our you know devices with, with sin, and you know now we're we're getting to the part where we're being you know more more holier than thou, whereas though we think just because we are not able to drink milk, nobody should drink milk, and you know vice you know vice versa, you know, um, or it could be somebody that smokes. And they can't smoke because they got the, yeah, that, 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 that thing in their voice. And they tell everybody, okay, all right, I got cancer. Stop smoking or don't don't smoke or whatever. And it, it could be uh, alcoholic too. You know, they, you know, they could have a, 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 they can't stop drinking. You know, they'll have, a, they can't have a reasonable sip. So they tell everybody, alcohol is no good for you. You know, it's, it's, the, it's the same thing. So we got to make sure that we are, we make sure that we carefully divide our weight and sin, you know, uh, because what what can happen is now you're you're out there and you're the person that's crying wolf, because what you're telling people until, until they realize that hey, you know what, this is not, you know, I'm not sinning, or you know, or something like that, and, it, and it's like you're the way you're telling us and presenting things like that is this is not this is not right, this is wrong. I'm I'm you know I'm basically going to go to hell. You know, but no, what it is, is it's a weight, you know, and the reason why I'm glad I read that because I hear people, you know, um, getting on, you know, getting on their, their own agenda, add their own agenda and making it as if it's a sin, you know, uh, just like, uh, you know, I can go on and on. It's just like a, a diabetic. You can't have candy. Does that mean all candy is, is is bad? No. You know, so it those are those are weights. You know, and weights and sins are, are two different things and, and I just 
you know, felt as though I, I needed to put that out there because there are so many people when, you know, they say, hey, listen, you need not do this or we don't want you to do this or I don't want you to do that. Okay, that's fine. That's different. But when you present it as if this is bad, it's not good for you. You know, everything, you know, that's been made on this planet has, has been made for a certain reason, uh, a certain, you know, for, for certain things. Um, have we abused all, you know, everything that's been made? Yes, we did. We found a way to abuse it. Um, it's because it's the abusive mentality that mankind has had. But does that make that everything that is, you know, that is decisive or, or, or divide, it could be either or, or we could make it something that's different, um, you know, totally, it, you know, it's, it's totally up to the person and, you know, what their, their weight, their, their weight and their sin is. And sometimes your weight can carry you into your sin, yes, but that doesn't mean that it's necessarily a sin. Okay, and uh, that's, you know, pretty much all I got tonight. Um, if you want to talk, you hit the number one. If not, let's go ahead wrap it up everything. Um, this has been fun, uh, you know, and as far as broadcasting, I love broadcasting, love uh, just sharing, you know, things with, with, with everybody. The, I'm just glad I'm, I'm here able to, you know, broadcast and send some kind of message out there to the people. Uh, Purpose Kingdom Network has uh, been pretty good to me. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm just glad to work with so many different people and um, have a chance to, you know, just, you know, just see so many different views and so many different, different opinions and, you know, actually, you know, have a chance to, you know, um, just work with, you know, such a great network here. Uh, like I tell you, it's been fun. Uh, I just want to make sure I just leave one last message before you leave. Make sure, you know, um, you love yourself. If you can't love yourself, there's no chance and there's no room for anybody or for you to love anybody. You know, just um, make sure that, you know, we have that, that mentality that, you know, start with yourself. Start by loving yourself and spreading that love outward, you know, to other people where uh, you have that actual, that, that, that joyous attitude, that, that joyous thing where, you know, it could be infectious where you just let everybody know, hey, um, I'm just happy. I woke up today. I'm happy, you know, and and just, you know, keep that smile all day, all day long, you know. All right, folks, this is it. Um, I'll be back in another two weeks. God's will, God's blessing, and I am out of here. Peace. Jesus bless. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose.